Welcome. You're listening to Janesville Mobilizing for Changes Together for Change podcast, your source for local substance abuse prevention matters in Janesville and Rock County. Here's your host, Aaron Davis. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. This is Aaron Davis, your host for Together for Change. Today we have with us Kathy Camo, a JM4C project coordinator. Welcome, Kathy. Hi. So I hear a lot in the news that there are many pressures and barriers that are faced by the LGBTQ community. Kathy and I will be discussing how that relates to youth substance use. So Kathy, first, can you tell us what your role is at JM4C and what project you are working on? Uh, I'm the project coordinator for the STOP Act grant. STOP Act stands for Sober Truth on Preventing Underage Drinking. It's a federal grant uh, administered by uh, SAMHSA, which is a uh, substance uh, abuse and mental health prevention organization at the national level. And uh, we were awarded this grant three and a half years ago to address uh, substance use amongst uh, the LGBT students in the Janesville School District. So you've had it for three and a half years. How long are you going to have this grant for? It's a four-year grant, so we're in our final year of uh, implementing activities. That's kind of exciting. Uh, It is, and it's also a shame. Uh, I enjoyed working on the grant, so it's kind of um, sad to see it coming to an end. But we have um, partners across the community that are going to be taking on activities, so it really isn't coming to an end. So it's exciting in that you've accomplished a lot of work, you've made a lot of contacts, and now the work will continue without you. Yes. Yeah. So what is the correlation between being part of the LGBTQ community and substance misuse? Um, How did you come to find out that this was a need in your community? Every couple years, the school districts, not just Janesville, but across the country, take what's called the Youth Risk Behavior Survey. And that's uh, administered by the schools. Students in middle school and high school take this survey anonymously. uh, And it really gives us a, a pretty good picture of the risks that kids are engaged in. And that helps us uh, as a community, as prevention agencies, um, uh, put in uh, support services to try to reduce the risk that kids are facing. And so with a survey, <clears throat> are you able to determine then that specific uh, populations of kids are struggling more than others in some areas? Yes, the, um, the way the survey, the survey is administered through DPI. And the results that we get, we can actually sort by gender, by grade level, by um, poverty level, uh, and also by LGBT. And using that sorting system, we're able to look at different populations to see if there's one population that's more vulnerable than another. And that's when we discovered that the LGBT uh, students are at almost double the risk for substance use, for mental health issues, uh, for suicide attempts. Having discovered that, we started digging a little deeper just to figure out why. Why is that? And why is that? Well, it's actually, it's not unusual. It's uh, the, the data that we saw or 
data that we are seeing in, in Rock County is very similar to that across the country. Uh, and when we started um, looking at what support systems are in place in Janesville, what we found was that a lot of uh, professionals are just not trained in how to work with this population um, and how to develop a welcoming uh, environment within their agency. So we put together a plan uh, to try to change that in Janesville. We submitted it to um, the uh, grant administrator and were awarded the grant. Is it your perception or belief or, you know, you know this based on evidence that the reason that these students are at twice the risk for misusing substances, is it because it's not a welcoming environment for them? Or are there some other underlying factors that are at play here? Well, we, we know um, based on research that uh, not having supportive family is, uh, puts them at a lot uh, a greater risk. Um, but when you look at these kids coming into school, if they don't have a supportive family and they come in, go into a school environment that's also not supportive, and if the school does not have a uh, GSA, which is Gender Sexuality Alliance Club, for them to at least meet with, with peers that are going through the same thing, if they don't have all those things in place, they're feeling very isolated and alone. And they, uh, and having worked with a lot of these kids, they, um, they're, they really don't want to be different than everybody else. And so this isn't something that they're choosing to be. This is some. This is just the way they are, and they're having to uh, deal with what that means, and and whether they can come out safely, and how and where to get that support that they need. So, Kathy, what are some of the projects? goals and objectives for the four-year grant that you've completed in the last three and a half years, and what do you have that is coming up? Okay, what, uh, I think initially what we wanted to do was to make sure every middle school and high school in Janesville had a GSA, a Gender Sexuality Alliance Club, uh, as a safe place so kids could go there and talk with uh, counselors, uh, meet with other kids that are going through a similar thing. Then we also uh, worked with the school district to, to educate the staff. Uh, we did several surveys with uh, school district staff um, to determine what the, their training needs were, and we brought in trainers from the Madison area to help um, improve their skills in working with this population. We've also purchased a lot of resource materials, both for parents, uh, for kids, and for uh, professionals to help to um, raise their awareness on, on what they can do um, to support these kids. Um, we've done 11 or 12 different youth activities, uh, bringing the uh, LGBTQ kids from all the schools together to um, just do some fun things. Some of them have been a little bit more serious with we're actually talking about advocacy and what they can do to improve their community, but some of them have just been fun events. Uh, and it really gave them a chance to meet other kids. So what is the benefit of these activities? Oh, well, they're substance-free activities. It's a way to bring them together uh, and have fun in an atmosphere that doesn't involve drugs. And it also um, is a way to support them so that they know that they're not alone. 
uh, that they, developing some advocacy skills so they know how to speak up for themselves in a way that uh, actually can address the issues. So would you say that there are a lot of organizations in the Janesville area that are supportive of our LGBTQ youth? I think we're getting better at it. Uh, I think when we, uh, when we started this project three and a half years ago, I think Janesville was at a point where we were, um, we were at a readiness level where we could start making some changes. Because uh, I found that everyone that I've gone to and asked for help involved in um, uh, committees for planning activities. I've never had anyone refuse to get involved. When you say that we were at a readiness <clears throat> level, what exactly does that mean to you? Uh, to me, it, when, we, when we look at pop population level change, we look at communities to determine where their readiness level is in making behavior change. Um, in some communities, if you don't know there's a problem or you don't want to... Um, uh, admit that there's a problem, or if you want to think that it's someone else's problem and not your problem, uh, you're not really at the a stage where um, you can make behavioral change. But I think where Janesville was at when we started this was at where they realized that there was an issue, and they were also at a point where they were willingness to do something about it. What other types of activities have you been working on? Uh, well, we do have an advisory committee that is made up of different um, professionals around the community that we come together and we talk about uh, what we can do to help support uh, and promote uh, LGBTQ um, uh, activities and raise awareness. Um, we've done presentations at the library. Uh, some of the students have been involved in doing the presentations themselves. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So next week we have a presentation at the library on January 15th at 6 p.m. Students from Rock University High School will be presenting on uh, just the, what the issues that they have within the school system and what they've done to address them. So it's open to the public. Uh, people can come and um, hear what these kids have to say. Um, They've been working on this for a couple months, so I'm, I'm anxious to hear what they have to say, but we'll also have some light refreshments. So I understand that your organization and your advisory committee is doing work in the schools, but how are the kids advocating in the schools and working on policy change? The kids have looked at bullying issues, and uh, some of them have done PSAs. In the high school. Well, thank you, Kathy. We are going to take a quick break to learn about toxic stress, and then we will be back. Imagine a bear is chasing you through the woods. Your heart is pounding. Your mind is racing. You feel anything but safe. This kind of stress event ends quickly, but when children don't feel safe in their homes, schools, or neighborhoods, the ongoing stress can change their brains. Protect children from toxic stress by helping them feel safe and secure, model healthy coping skills, and reduce their exposure to serious stress. Learn more about toxic stress at jm4c.org. That's jm4c.org. All right, welcome back. Just before our break, Kathy was telling us about the STOP Act. So, Kathy, can you tell us what some successes of the project have been? Last year, we co-hosted a statewide conference for professionals on LGBTQ issues, and it was attend well attended by professionals across the state. Um, we've also, in addition to doing youth activities, we've had five trainings 
for GSA advisors, the gender sexuality advisors that run the youth clubs, um, also for youth serving professionals and our coalition members. And who comprises the youth serving professionals? What are some examples of that? Like the Boys and Girls Club, school staff, library staff. We did a listening session with law enforcement. And actually this year before uh, our grant ends, we'll be hosting a training for law enforcement across the region. And what will be the focus of that training? The law enforcement training? Uh, It will be on uh, making law officers more aware of LGBTQ issues than when they come in contact with them uh, during the course of their job. And what have been some of the challenges of the project? I imagine that given the issue and the fact that you're making progress on acceptance, that there have been some challenges. Um, Yes, I think challenges... um, well, with working with school and with other professionals, one of the biggest um, uh, challenges has been building relationships with those professionals so that, that they get involved and they're motivated and excited about the project. Um, and I think um, if there's staff turnover, that can be a challenge because you're starting all over with building those relationships. So it sounds like the challenge hasn't been so much about the project itself and what it is, but really about making sure that you have people involved. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a great sign, right? Because if everybody who has become involved is very invested in it once they you know, have become an active part of the group, then I think that really speaks a lot to where Janesville is at in terms of LGBTQ issues. Oh, yes, I, I agree. I, I think that we have come a long way, and, uh, and it's, it's exciting to see um, all the things that, um, that we've developed and that other agencies are now, as we're coming to the end of our um, grant, are, are willing to take on as their own activity that they'll, they will continue to do. That's fantastic news, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, but um, before we get to that, are there any other challenges or successes you'd like to talk about that you haven't mentioned already? Well, we have had uh, an, one other success that I'm very excited about. Uh, it's taken us about three years to get this off the ground, but we now have a family support group uh for parents and their families that, that have a, uh, a child that is transgender or non-binary. Um, the group is uh, started in May of last year and continues to meet monthly. It, it's, we are, we've called it families, Family Transitions. And uh, we do have speakers that come in to talk about different issues. Last month we had a speaker that uh, was talking about name changes and legal issues that uh, families have to uh, deal with when making a name change. Um, and in February we're, we're going to have one of the Janesville School Board members attend uh, as a listening session to, so that to hear about what um, concerns some of the parents have. So if anyone is interested in attending those meetings, they need to contact me uh, for more information. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? They could by calling the Janesville Mobilizing for Change office 
or by emailing me at kcamo at jm4c.org. All right, that's awesome. So you had mentioned that there are a number of agencies that are excited to take on some of this work after the grant ends. So what efforts will continue when you're done with the grant, and who will be taking on these tasks for you? Uh, well, first and foremost, the Janes, uh, Janesville Hedberg Library is going to be continuing with presentations. Um, <clears throat> and uh, they will also be taking over our Pride in the Park event in June. And what is Pride in the Park? Pride in the Park is a family-friendly uh, activity just for the kids to um, celebrate uh, Pride Month in a safe and alcohol-free um, environment. And Pride Month is in June, correct? Yes. All right. The uh, Janesville School District will be continuing with their GSA clubs in both the middle and high school. Uh, they will be continuing to offer training uh, to their staff. And So uh, the GSA advisors will be doing the training? Uh, not necessarily. With, they have um, worked with... Uh, G-SAFE out of Madison, um, and so they have some trainers there, and the school district is willing to bring them down to do training. Very cool. And we do have a coalition in Evansville called BASE that has just received a Stopped Act grant, and they will, so they have it now for four years, and we are working with them now to hand off our family support group uh, program to them. So they will help to support that uh, continuing for the next four years. So will they be working on the same population? Yes. As JM4C was? Yes. All right. So what has been your favorite part of working on this project, Kathy? It sounds like a labor of love for you. Uh, oh, it's been it's been a, a very exciting. I've enjoyed this project. I think the best part has been working with the kids. Um, as a cisgender, straight, sixty-five-year-old woman, um, <laughs> <coughs> this is not a, a a population that I've had a lot of exposure with. So it was new to me. And what I found working with these uh, these students is that they are. Uh, extremely intelligent, uh, very thoughtful, um, with a lot of introspection, and um, extremely mature for their age. Um, and I think they've had to be. They've be, because of, of who they are and, and all the the uh, introspection that they've had to go through before coming out. And I have to say that uh, they're very courageous. I wish I had as much courage as, as some of these kids do especially standing up in front of a, a group of people and telling their own personal story. That's pretty amazing to me. Yeah, it, they are. They're amazing kids. You know, and when I think that when a population stands up to educate others about their population, then it's just better somehow. Oh, yeah. I think it, it, um, it makes it more real right. and authentic, authentic. Well, not only is it more real and authentic, but... It resonates better, I think, mm -hmm. and you know people can understand better. If it's a safe environment, they can ask questions that they might not otherwise feel comfortable asking because whenever you are working with something where there are unknowns or people are unsure, then 
there will be questions. And it's better if we can get them answered and cleared up than allow misconceptions to stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Kathy, thank you for joining us today for Together for Change. Uh, please stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to have Kathy back here to talk to us about some of the um, definitions and words that she used today and kind of give us a 101 on the LGBTQ population. And everybody have a great day. Thanks.